millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today in history, in 1915, Stonehenge is sold by auction for 6,600 pounds sterling, or $11,500, to a Mr. Chubb, who buys it as a present for his wife. He presents it to the British nation three years later. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your wannabe, Brendan Fraser Zachary, and hey, Benny, looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the podcast. My name's Megan, and just because you're not 30 doesn't mean you can't be 30 and flirty. My name's Matt. Today, I didn't learn anything interesting, but I did want to issue a correction. Our friend Steve has informed me that a fact I shared with you earlier in a different podcast was somewhat incorrect. I had mentioned to all of you, our dear listeners, a few episodes back that hermit crabs form lines and exchange shells. Steve wanted me to clarify that they don't always make lines, and sometimes it is a little cluster of hermit crabs just swapping homes. Either way, it's a That's shell so fucking party. Shell party! Yeah, I mean, like, they're just like, if anything, it's like a shell mosh pit at that it's point. A like, we're, where we're It's a fucking well, farmer's like market for shells, boys. Yeah, it's a farmer's market, or like when a band throws a beach ball oh, into the crowd. Jesus. It's a yeah. definite yeah. shorgie. For sure. It's, exa- it's exactly <laughs> like that. I don't want to talk about the Georgie anymore. <laughs> I don't. I'm uncomfortable uh, with this concept, but also living. I love it. the portmanteau. I hate the concept. <laughs> I hate the gods. All right, everybody. Uh, gather round. A game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. The order for today is me, then Megan. Then, Zach, who was kind enough to show us all his butt today, it's a great piece of real estate, and it's on the market, so, ladies. <laughs> ladies, snap it up, it's going fast. It's going fast. Oh, and it's gone. And it's back on the market again, and it's gone again. Sorry. Uh... Um, <laughs> so anyways. I don't know what this says about Zach's Okay, butt. here, here, here are the facts. Zach... Fucks. And that's all we've got to say about that? <laughs> See, I was about to say, I'm more of a rental property than a forever home. Yeah, he's an Airbnb. Like a timeshare? <laughs> yeah, I'm a timeshare. Um, you can use, like, a select group of friends goes in and just rents me out. <laughs> Fuck! 
<laughs> and he gets all used up. All right, we probably shouldn't keep any of that in, but I'm going to ask Editor Zach to keep it in for the walls. It's a little raunchy, but he will. It's it's a little raunchy. Because he's a raunchy little boy. Okay, friends, I have, I have an interesting story for you today, so... If we've gotten all the giggles out, I can I can start. The, I'm looking at the giggle meter, and uh, there's a couple it's, left in the it's tank. It's way down. It's way down, but uh, there's still some left in we'll the tank. We'll use the giggles up later. We'll use them up, especially with this story. So before I begin, I need to ask either of you if you've ever heard of Peter Jansen Vessel Torkenskold. No. You lost me at his eighth <laughs> middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jensen, that sounds like vaguely familiar. And then I was like, um, no. I got lost somewhere in there, too. He and I actually share a birthday. He oh. was born on October 28th, except he was born in the year of our Lord 1690 in Norway. So uh, he's a little bit older than you. Oh. Got it. He's a little bit older than me, yeah. You have so much in we common. We have so much in common. <laughs> Uh, he was born in a town called Trondheim. I am also going to be butchering lots of Norwegian things at this, like... Steve, don't at yeah, us. Steve, or Steve, do. <laughs> really? This is the one that I don't need you to come at me for. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone listening at home, our friend Steve does know a lot of ways. Steve knows a lot about a lot, and he corrects us a lot about a lot. And, and we've appreciated we really it. do appreciate it. But it also <laughs> makes us wonder why he's not doing this podcast <laughs> instead sometimes. Uh, Peter is the 10th child to be born into a family, and according to reports, he was unruly and wild. Mm, already um, after a great start. The, at the ripe young age of 14, he decides he's going to stow away on a ship headed for Copenhagen. And his okay. ultimate goal here is to become a naval cadet. He's unsuccessful for the most part oh, that's, in his attempts. That's so to, sad. Yeah, he's, he basically tries, they say no, and he tries more and they say no. Um, but then he ends up getting in good with the king's chaplain who sends him on a journey to the West Indies. And when he returns from that voyage, the chaplain has managed to find him a vacant cadet space, and so he gets him that position. So, I mean, this is okay. this is kind of another in a long list of people who just, like, know the right people and rise to some level of yeah. notoriety that I've told. I hey, love Matt. that. Yeah, I love that for him. Yeah, what's you're speaking about like ninety percent of people in history, but go on. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all about who you know. Like, <laughs> I feel like uh, when we had the most on, I was telling about uh, that jester who, like, yeah. was a middling jester until he ran into the future king. <laughs> yeah. So this kid is just like kicking rocks around. Copenhagen and then he meets the right guy and he's like I want to be in the Navy and this guy goes sure what the fuck why not <laughs> sure sure kid not many people want to spend that much yeah. time on boats you but uh, you, boo. <laughs> I guess you're special no, nobody wants to be on a boat so he gets sent out on other voyages as he becomes a naval cadet and um, most of these are 
to the East Indies this time. And he gets... He eventually ends up on a ship called the Postilion. I'm not gonna make any attempts to correct anything that I fuck up. And I might say it uh, different ways depending on what time of the podcast it is. But on the ship, uh, the Postilion, he makes friends with Admiral Waldemar uh, Lervendal. I assume that's how you pronounce an O with a little strike through it. Um, I did no research, uh, friends. Steve, at me for the answer to that <laughs> question later. So anyways, Lervendal ends up seeing some potential in uh, Wessel and gives him command of a sloop, uh, which is a very small vessel, but it's called the Ormen. And in his time on the Ormen, Wessel sees the beginning of the Great Northern War, which was waged between Norway and Sweden. Before you continue, and before I no! don't have chance to just insert this terrible joke... Dude, insert it uh, all the way. Um, Sloop, waiting. there it is. That's all? Oh, baby. <laughs> oh. I don't know how I didn't write it. I don't know how I didn't write it myself. So anyways, <laughs> now that we've gotten that silliness out of the way, and we've taken some more giggles out of the tank... Um, in 1712, Lervendal ends up promoting Wessel again over to uh, the command of an 18-gun frigate called Lervendal's Galley. Galley at, is spelt, I would imagine, the way that you'd spell galley if you were Norwegian, but I'm not going to try and <laughs> pronounce it like... Not going to try and pronounce it like I'm Norwegian. Um... Anyways, so it's on, it's during his time on this boat that our boy Peter gets himself in a little bit of trouble. On June 26th in 1714, uh, Wessel encounters another frigate who is flying under a British flag. Uh, the name of this ship was the Orbing Galley, and it carried tw 28 guns. Yeah, okay. a lot of this was difficult for me just on pronunciations alone. <laughs> this was this was really uh, you learning about your linguistic limits. Uh, my linguistic limits end at English and badly. <laughs> but Wessel had a problem in that this ship had been outfitted by England for use by the damn dirty Swedes. Hey. Hey. Hey, girl, hey. Uh, so, the Olding Galley signaled for Lervendal's Galley to come closer, and as they approached, Wessel raised the Dutch flag, which inspired the other boat to fire a broadside. Nice. I don't know about you guys, but usually when I'm on a ship and another ship fires a fucking broadside, that sounds a lot like fighting words. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so. Those are really the only fighting words. Those are the only fighting words on a boat. Unless someone raises the black. Uh, that or uh, just like all of a sudden you're you're sitting there on your deck and you just hear. Oi! You wanna fight? <laughs> you wanna. No! Hey. have a ship combat? So, um, a battle breaks out between the two, uh, ships. And despite the fact that Wessel had ten less guns than, th than this other vessel, they managed to hold their own for the most part. Fuck yeah. The battle rages on for the better part of the day, and in the evening hours, 
this other frigate that was under English command at the time tries to flee combat, but Wessel is like, that's not happening, nope. and he <laughs> he fucking follows him. Hell yeah. And then the combat ends up ending as night falls and they lose visibility on each other, so essentially they, you know, weigh anchor, they get ready to wait out the night, and then in the morning, <laughs> the, the bell rings again, and they're all just like, yeah, let's get back into it. <laughs> yeah, let's have this. Take let's a little do battle it. nap, and now we're good. Yeah, we took a little eight-hour battle nap. The fight ends up lasting a combined <laughs> total of 14 hours between the day before and this day. But Peter Wessel ends up having a completely different problem, which is that his ammo is running out. Oh, and no. I want oh, no. I want you guys to guess what my boy Peter did to to counteract this issue. What did this mad lad try to accomplish? He requested to be a cadet on their boat. <laughs> that would be good, but no, I... <laughs> I I almost wish that was the case. I so badly wish that this guy had just like, "Hey, do you mind if I join your ship instead?" He was like, you looking for a cadet? Hey, are you guys looking for a cadet? Zach, what's your guess? I think he started stuffing the cannons with just other terrible objects. Oh, you think he pulled a Pirates of the Caribbean where he's just shooting fucking spoons? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. I want to tell you that the answer is not as good as Megan's suggestion, but is slightly better than Zach's. <laughs> I, like that, I like that middle ground that we strive and, for. Yeah, definitely middling. Um, we are riding the fence hard. Uh, he stops the fight, and he sends an emissary across the water with a note for the English. And he asks them if they would kindly supply him with more ammo so they may continue fighting. <laughs> Imagine, imagine the stones you need. It's like, I don't have any more cannonballs, but if you gave me some of yours, I'm confident we could figure this shit out. (laughs) I'm confident we could come to a conclusion everyone will be happy I I love the balls on this guy, but also at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of... I kind of agree with him because it's like, ah, the gentlemanly thing to do is to figure out who would win this fair fight. Now, right now, it's not a fair fight because I'm out of ammunition. But if you gave me some, it could be a fair fight once again. The chivalrous thing to do is give me more cannonballs. The gentlemanly thing to do is to give me some of your (laughs) cannonballs. Good sir. Yeah, But it's also important to to note that this combat had already waged for 14 hours both ships were on last legs at this point so the english commander of the other ship uh declines the offer to give more ammo i think that i would prefer the procopius version of this story where he gives him the ammo (laughs) and they just fight to the death on the water I know, no, the Procopius dude. version is they go over and do this to the British ship, and the guy from the British ship is like, can I tell you a secret? We're out of ammo, I too. Didn't, I didn't have ammo. I either. don't have any ammo, either. <laughs> no, 
truly the Procopius method would be that both ships began fighting and then they combined their forces to fight Godzilla. <laughs> um, or some bullshit some like that. Bullshit like but anyways, that. the English commander ends up saying no. Yeah. Um, the captains then decide that the match is a draw. Uh, between their two ships, and they drink to each other's good health, and they move on with their lives. But as I mentioned before, Wessel ended up getting himself in a bit of trouble, because when he gets back to his home country, he reports all of this to his higher-ups. This makes its way to the king, and the king orders that he get court-martialed. Okay. Why? He does get he does get court martialed and essentially the this was a little bit hazy to me and I'll try and look it up now just to make uh just to make sure that I'm, you know, representing it correctly. Yeah. I just wish like this is how I settled Essentially fights. what happened is that he revealed too much of their weakness to the enemy. So essentially what he got in trouble for was, like, revealing... Yeah, this here says, Trial in November of 1714 accused of disclosing vital information about his lack of inf- uh, lack of ammunition to the enemy, as well as endangering the ship by, you know, fighting a superior force. Because, as I mentioned, he's outgunned by ten guns. Okay, but here here's the thing. Yeah. He got in trouble for like being a ballsy dude and i think that that's bullshit. yeah no he he definitely got in trouble for being a ballsy dude what ends up happening with this court marshalling is he fucking defends himself like a boss hell yeah he goes yeah, he goes brother. listen here there is a section of the danish naval uh naval code which mandated attacking fleeing enemy ships no matter the size and he goes in on this fact he's like it says right here, black and white. He he pulls a full Willy Wonka on this motherfucker, and he's just like, "Look, by the letter of the law, I did everything that I was supposed to do correctly." He's like, "I'm a naval cadet, and I didn't get on this boat not well versed in naval." I law. mean, he's definitely no longer a he's cadet. He's much more than a cadet, because, yeah, because he's you know. Well, you start from the started start from started the from the bottom. Time. Now he's here court-martialed but yeah he um he ends up impressing frederick the fourth uh who was the king of denmark at the time who had in fact ordered his court-martialing and he gets acquitted in december of 1714 oh hell yeah and then he went to the king asking for a promotion and was in fact given a promotion uh to the rank of captain Good for him. You know, you miss 100% of the shots. Yeah, dude was punching above his weight class the entire time and still managed to come out on top. He was definitely punching above his weight class, for sure. Yeah, I'm really... And and this happened while he was, you know, the ripe old age of 24, and then he lived to the ripe old age of 30, where he died in a sword duel, so... Okay! Oh my god. So what you're saying is... What a I have not accomplished enough in my 26 years, and he went out the way that we all should go out, in a sword duel. He went out the way that a Viking should, in a sword duel. But he, um, after his court-martialing and after he gets promoted to captain, he goes on to be honored with the name that I mentioned at the end of his, which is uh, 
Tordenskold, and that probably isn't the correct pronunciation, but it essentially means Thunder Shield. Ooh. And this was like a, <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, this is just like I a name you were that's gonna bestowed. Go a different way with that. This is just a name, <laughs> a title that's bestowed upon him for his uh, years of service. And I thought you were gonna say this name was means thundercock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh. Um, for his sheer balls. But so he uh <laughs> so he ends up in fight with um Oh god, this guy's name is long too. Jacob Axel Steel von Holstein. Oh okay. god. Uh he ends up in a sword duel with this gentleman uh who um I guess stabs him to death. Uh, yeah, he well so there was a dispute about one of uh, them being a cheater at gambling. I think it was Holstein was accused by Torkenskold. Uh, Tordenskold, sorry. I've been calling it Torkenskold this entire time. But uh, he labels him a cheat, and then they go out, they duel, and he loses with a sword to the heart. Honestly... Good for him. But, like, hey, 30 years well lived. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, he made the most of, you know, the time. Guys, I only have two more months before I hit 31, and I have not been run through with a sword yet. So, like, I feel like I'm doing okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like all the greats have been run through with a sword at least once. Like that uh, Julius Caesar guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember that his well, those... uh, his last words were "name a salad after me." <laughs> yeah, the, the famous last the famous oh, last right. words of Julius Caesar were not "a to brute." It was, it name, was a "name a salad after me" and put anchovies <laughs> on it. I'm almost certain that Ew. I made that exact Ow. same joke in my uh, Caesar episode. Probably. That's okay. It no, never it gets really old. It really doesn't. Just like Caesar or unvaccinated yes. kids. Um, Fuck. So <laughs> that's my story, and we're gonna give it over to Megan now. Me with a story that has absolutely nothing to do with your story. Hey, but that's fine. We occasionally we're not here for continuity. We occasionally get. Sometimes where the planets align and we all tell the same stories. That's true. This is not one of those times, nope. though. I don't think uh, people talk about the other settlements in Massachusetts other than, like, the Puritans enough. Because, like, there were other settlements. Were there? Yeah. You know. And yeah, fuck there the were. Puritans. Well, I'm about oh, okay. to. <laughs> because I'm, like, kind of bored of the Puritans because they suck and puritanical sex sounds painful. <laughs> Emotionally. Like I mean, it's also <laughs> pretty painful because like there's no way anyone painful. is, like, not super fucking dry down there with how much you're not giving a fuck. No, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true, too. So it's, like, painful both emotionally and physically. Uh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you didn't think that this is where this was going. I certainly didn't so think I... that we'd be talking about dry vaginas. No. <laughs> But, I mean, we're not going to talk about them anymore. I mean, unless you no, want. No, I'm good. not. Let's but, keep going. No, okay. Like, it's a problem. It's a problem in America. <laughs> okay. Look, I get it. We 
as a culture right now are experiencing a lot of dry vaginas. Um, yeah. We do not have time to tackle this issue. It's called lube. Get it's over it. Now let's issue. move on. Yeah, everyone's too much of a coward. KY has a and by everyone, I mean products for this very thing. <laughs> yeah, but like, tell okay. me more about so. these other settlements before I start thinking these about dry vaginas. Other settlements. I'm here to tell you about Thomas Morton. Thomas who? Horton. He. Thomas Morton. Horton here's a who? No, not Horton with an H. And Morton oh, with an oh. M. Morton with Thomas. an M. Morton. Like salt. Yeah, Thomas Morton. Like salt. Yeah, Morton's salt. Thomas Morton. But he was the founder of the alternative lifestyle utopia that was located just a hop, skip, and a jump from the Plymouth Colony in good old Quincy, Massachusetts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Didn't think you'd be talking about Quincy. I with a girl on Tinder from Quincy. Fucking Quincy. Okay, well... Fucking Quincy, Quincy. Um, So, for those of you who have, like, never been to Quincy, it used to be, like, a city of very heavy industry. It is now full of, like, white-collar jobs and overflow suburbs for the city yeah. of Boston. So, like, in short, it could be worse. Could it, uh, It's also the city of presidents. Did you it's know? That's why I did. Yeah. Zach knew. Zach knows a lot so, of things, though. Yeah, well, like, uh, so, you know, John John Adams and his son, John Quincy. Oh, Adams, shit, that's where that were, comes from. We're born there. Yeah, and John Hancock was born there, but that doesn't really matter. I don't know if you Lots guys heard jobs. that, but I just slammed my fucking knee on the table that I'm sitting <laughs> at. I actually, I, I did not uh, hear it. Well, maybe uh, the uh, podcast listeners will get a bit of that audio. Fingers crossed. So, tell me more about Quincy. <laughs> No, enough about Quincy. Oh, so Thomas Morton. <laughs> I was like, I thought, I thought this story was about Quincy, and she's like, no, no, no. more. We're going to talk about enough fair about Quincy, Quincy, but then, uh, fuck Quincy. Fuck. <laughs> enough about Quincy. We're here to talk about Thomas oh, Morton. Oh yeah. Thomas Morton. He was born in Devon, England. Devon, England. In the late 1500s, and the Protestants didn't like Devon because it was one of those places that like combined catholicism with um like the angel angelican faith the the faith in england <laughs> <Angelica>. <laughs> I okay okay i can't pronounce so it so my story pronou- had a lot of me <laughs> botching fucking norwegian and dutch and all these and you can't do anglican no, I can't do Anglican. Thank you. Thank God. I was looking at it. I was like, oh She's my like, God. She's like, how do I, I say this, this down. I, I couldn't say it. So it it combined, you know, variations of the Catholic faith and folk religions mm-hmm. um, to the point where, like, the Protestants were like, is Devin full of Druids? Because we don't <laughs> like Druids. <laughs> or Pagans. Are Druids Pagans? We are not sure, but they are not following the one true God. Mm. Anyway. Morton studies law in London, where he's introduced to a lot of, like, libertine culture and some body-ass plays, which he's really into. Um, And he was also, like, a champion of displaced people who had fallen on hard times. So he actually, like, went to court and stood up for people who were, like, forced into tent cities and, like, had to go to the gallows because they were in debt. He was, like, actually a pretty decent guy. I mean, he sounds um, like then, it. He doesn't sound like these other assholes. 
I know. He's like he's actually like a pretty a pretty good dude. Like he stands up for the downtrodden. Uh, and so he he decides to go to America in 1622, and he comes back complaining about how intolerant the Puritans are. He's like, guys, you will not believe this. Suck. People called <laughs> yeah, the he... Puritans real wet blankets. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about Never their sex imagined. opposite of wet? Driest vaginas ever. <laughs> ever. He's like gross. I so think we're he, all like after, gross when it comes to dry vaginas. So like after he shits talk shit talks the Puritans for like two whole years, um, he goes back to the Americas in sixteen twenty four on a crown sponsored like trading venture with thirty other men, and he um he settles uh in where Quincy will be. And he builds up a relationship with uh, the the local Native American tribe. And he ends up saying, like, this tribe is way more civilized and way more humanitarian than um, their intolerant European neighbors, a.k.a. The Puritans. The Puritans. The Puritans. Puritan Those assholes. bastards. Yeah. Dude, he loves shit-talking the Puritans. I, I love shit-talking the Puritans. Him and I have a lot in common. <laughs> I know you did that whole story about them. I know they they fucking suck. <laughs> they do. Anyway. So during this time, um he starts to revive a lot of old world customs that were forbidden among the puritans. Fuck yeah. Like the maypole and like enjoyable sex. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> enjoyable sex actually. Uh and like a lot of pagan festivals to the point where the puritans uh exile him they're like do never come to plymouth don't show your face around plymouth ever jokes on you bitch i never wanted to come i mean essentially that is what he says he's just <laughs> like dude i never wanted to like go to plymouth fucking any i made a better plymouth uh, with blackjack and hookers <laughs> yeah and he also tried to um he tried to like get the Native American tribes, like, involved into his his colony, which he ended up naming uh, Marymount before it ended up with Quincy as his wow. name. Um, and he, he started Marymount as, like, a utopian project where colonists were free and there could be, like, an integration in between all peoples. Um, this made the Puritans really mad. They hated it. I mean, everything naturally, they it. hate everything. Yeah, they hated everything, but they especially hated the fact that they were being called, like, less than the natives. By some godless heathen na- uh, on yeah, top of it. Yeah, by the heathens. Yeah, so they ended up describing Morton and what he was trying to do as, you know, heathenism. And, you know, quote-unquote, going native. And they believed rumors that he was like holding drunken orgies in order to, uh, in honor of like Bacchus and Aphrodite, okay. which like so can we just say that he for sure was? I mean, he kind he sounds yeah. like he would be the dude to do it. If anyone was going to do it, it would be this guy. If I was going to trust yeah, anyone like, with an old timey orgy, it would be this guy. It would be this guy. No, it definitely would because like. The Puritans also aren't gaining themselves, like, any favors, because then, uh, like, Governor Bradford in, in his uh, writings, like, of Plymouth Plantation, like, all he does, he's trying to, like, downplay how great Marymount is. Oh, um, yeah. 
because he's just like they don't follow the puritan ideals but all he's doing Propaganda, is like selling it to me the op like he's yeah he's hardcore you selling don't want to go like, there they have they wet vagina pole yeah and they have drinking and dancing, <laughs> dancing. And, and fun they, and occasionally yeah, they, they invite... all romp around without their clothes and sometimes I... they entangle in a mass of bodies yeah, they when they decide to go to women. church, they're not just on hard wooden benches. Yeah, dude. I mean, like essentially, this is what he's saying. He's like, they they dance together, they frisk together like so many fairies and furies, and they revived like the feasts of Roman gods. And dude, like the colony. Tell me that great. you're jealous like, about a different colony without telling me that you're jealous about jealous a different about colony. A different <laughs> Yeah, like, tell me how much you hate this, Governor Bradford. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like, don't go there, but, like, I'm going to go over and see yeah. how <laughs> Secretly bad it is. sneaks out to go to uh, the, uh, this other colony because it's way better. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, I'll be back. I'm just hey, going to, like, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to go over there. from me in two weeks, give me a little bit more time. <laughs> go over there and give them a piece of my mind and maybe something else. And if you don't see me in a bit, I'm just, I'm really chewing them out. I'm really chewing them out in more ways than one baby. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> so, about like, it. Don't worry. Don't, don't talk about it. So like in practicality, um, Morton was combining, like, classical myth and, like, libertine tastes and, like, a joint celebration of, like, native practices. And it was also, like, all of these celebrations were also a a chance for, like, the colonists to find wives within, like, the native community. Um, And, like, the Puritan anger was also due to the fact that Marymount was the fastest growing colony in New England and the most prosperous. So, like, while they're gaining money and more people, the Puritans are languishing no one wants to join this colony like plymouth sucks so in short the puritans hated it so in 1628 with the second may day celebration the puritans had had enough they took the town with their militia like they stormed it and they placed morton in the stocks at plymouth and he was given a trial and then marooned on the desert the deserted isle of shoals off the coast of new hampshire uh, and he eventually had to be picked up by an English ship that could take him home. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. So, like, he was essentially left there to starve, but, like, there was a tribe off, uh, like, on the mainland of New Hampshire mm-hmm. that um, gave him food because they were kind of interested. They were like, who is this guy? Like, why'd they just leave <laughs> why'd him? Why'd just leave him there? <laughs> yeah, like, do you want him? <laughs> Did we'll you forget alive someone? for you. <laughs> Yeah, like, did you forget this, like, random white dude? He looks hungry. (laughs) (sighs) Um, But, like, without Morton, Marymount survived another year. uh, But the Puritans renamed it Mount Dagon. And they they vowed to make it a place of woe. Wow. Uh, So, yeah, they they were just like, we're going to make this place even more miserable than Plymouth. So people will see how great Plymouth is. So they were just so butthurt that there was a better colony than theirs that they exiled this guy and were like, we're just going to turn this place into a shithole because we fucking can. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, like, Morton tried to return as soon as he could, 
But he found that, like, the colony had sort of been scattered to the winds. You know, people just, like, had joined other settlements. And the Puritans got wind that he had returned, and he was rearrested <laughs> and re-banished completely from the colony. What's up, Puritans? <laughs> it's me, your boy. Your boy, I'm back. <laughs> you thought you saw the last of me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, he just, like, keeps coming back, dude. And, like, the following He's year... He's the nightmare. Left... He's the boogeyman that the Puritans tell their kids <laughs> It's just like, hey. one random dude with an open mind. Puritanical boogeyman. Yeah, dude. They're just like, hey... Go to bed at 5 p.m. or Thomas Morton is going to come suck your dick. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the following year, what was left of Mount Dagon was burned to the ground. The Puritans were just like, we just we need to like salt the earth like Carthage and make nothing grow here, essentially. (laughs) And Morton was shipped back to England. But he was in like pretty rough shape when he got back. But like... He spent some time in England, got his strength back, and he was like, dude, I'm over these Puritans doing whatever they want. So then he began suing the Massachusetts Bay Company. Fuck yeah. Which was the political power behind the Puritans. Fuck yeah. And he won. Yes. He won. Because King Charles I fucking hated the Puritans. (laughs) Yes. And their charter was revoked. Oh. Yeah, so, like, while the Puritans wanted to make Marymount, like, a place of woe, they ended up making all of Massachusetts a place of absolute trash because they were underprepared, they were overpopulated, and hostile to literally everyone to the point where everyone left for Connecticut. Yeah, that sounds and reasonable. Morton, I know. They're just like, honestly, you know what's better than this? Connecticut. And, like, no one ever says that. Have you ever I'm, driven through Hartford? Yeah. It sucks. I did Saturday. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, it's like, it's not a great place. What I will say is, you're telling me that the people of Massachusetts were stubborn and pig-headed and aggressive Mm -hmm. towards everyone? Hmm. Nothing has fucking changed, Hmm. huh? Honestly, They've always been assholes. (laughs) Um, So Uh, then Morton wasn't done. Of course he wasn't. Why would he be? Of course he he, wasn't done. Also, I just want to quickly interject. I'm going to shit on Massachusetts because I live here. But if you fucking come after my town, Boston's my fucking home. I will come after you. (laughs) 
Sweet Caroline, bop, 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 I'll break your fucking kneecaps. I will bop, 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 your fucking kneecaps. <laughs> Tom Brady used to be my dad before he became the biggest traitor to this fucking And now he's state. the shitty fucking uncle. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still the GOAT. That's all I wanted to say. I just, He's still the GOAT. I still love him. If he came back, we would embrace well, him with open arms. Open arms. But yeah, I can open shit on arms. Massachusetts because I live here. You can't shit on Massachusetts unless you live here. I mean... I know, dude. I live close You're... enough. I'm a stone's throw away. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's <laughs> all of my, all of live... my favorite fucking field trips when I was a kid... <laughs> Or in Massachusetts, then you're fine. All right. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that's so he comes fair. back. Yeah, so he he doesn't come back, but like he just wasn't that's done. A fucking he stayed in England for this. <laughs> He's a recurring nightmare. He wasn't done, so he stayed in England. He stayed at home for this. Yeah. Um, and he published the New English Canaan, talking about how awful the puritanical government was in the colonies and how the Native Americans were so much better. And this went on to become the first banned book in the U.S. Oh. because the Puritans banned it. <laughs> Who would have fucking guessed, huh? But, yeah, so, like, it gets published, it gets banned, it gets banned in, you know, what is the United States right now. And then he tried to go on a victory lap to Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This man really is the boogeyman. <laughs> But he was arrested again. He's the Puritan's <laughs> boogeyman. Which is like a real shock, right? Like, he goes back and he's like, I'm back, bitches. And they're like, put this guy in chains. Oh, my um, God. And he was... Anti-Puritanical John Wick <laughs> motherfucker over here. With the, I love him, killing. dude. Without the killing. Yes. But so instead like, of killing, he's just partying. I love him so much. I love him so much. Like, he was imprisoned in Boston um, over the winter, and he was finally, like, granted clemency uh, when his health began to fail, and he died in Maine in 1647. Oh, Maine. Um, Rip to a legend. Rip to a legend. Yeah, like, rip to a legend, because, like, if you aren't living your life hard enough that Governor Bradford would call you the Lord of Misrule... (laughs) What are you doing? How old was uh, he when he died? Um, so let's see. He was born in do do do. It just says the late fifteen hundreds. So I mean, it's anyone's probably, guess. Probably. I mean, so like late fifteen hundreds. Let's let's round it out to like fifteen eighty five. Yeah. Right. And you know, just to give us a roundabout he dies in 1647 oh so he makes it past 30s unlike my guy yeah he he makes it past 30 all right uh but he you know he he did a lot of traveling well he he did his life he lived (laughs) he lived a lot let's be honest (laughs) yeah yeah based on the sounds and stories of his life i would say this man looked like a corpse well before he got there (laughs) <laughs> yeah and like i knew that this story was going to be a little bit longer and you guys are going to have to listen to it a lot but like oh, i enjoyed it, hey, ugh, hey it was yeah it's like one of those stories that builds tell up me more you about this know, guy like, that was named after salt i could listen to him all day <laughs> i oh, love my God. sweet salt boy sweet he's just boy. it's so funny because uh, like uh, uh. some people people are like oh you know you like give a dog a bone or like that person is like <laughs> like you teach a man a to whatever with yeah 
And he just like didn't. He's like he hated something so much. The commitment. Yeah, he, he was had. committed to the bit of hating the Puritans. Yeah, I, he was yeah. like, I hate the Puritans so much. What if everyone else hates? Hey, the look! If you're gonna commit to any bit, that's the one to fucking. Commit I'm gonna to. make it my life's goal. To be the boogeyman for the Puritans. Yeah, I feel like if an organization is sucks, right? And the Puritans did suck. Like, they didn't prepare. The Native Americans did help them. And they just kind of, like, turned around and kept biting them in the ass. Yep. Uh, they suck, dude. Like, modern day, you should find an institution that is not good. And you should just dog them to death. Just like Thomas Morton. Yeah. Just Thomas like Morton, the Thomas real American Morton. hero. Real American hero. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to take your talking about the shitty group that is the Puritans. Mm-hmm. And I do want to transfer it into talking about a shitty person. How about that? Mm-hmm. Is he also a Puritan? That's a good segue. No. Oh, shit. Because... I've actually talked a little bit about this person before, or rather a person included with this person. I have already discussed the beautiful bond between a madman and his beautiful horse. Oh, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I kind of just want to talk about the madman today. Okay. Tell me all about the madman. (laughs) What what his... I I know how his horse's name is spelled. Incitatus? Incitatus. I'm going to okay. be butchering a lot of fucking names because there's a lot of oh, Roman names that oh, I have shit. no idea what's going we on. We did it's have good. a common thread today, and it's that none of us yeah. can pronounce words. <laughs> it's all that Dude. we don't know how to speak. It's a common Why thread every day. Um, Is it Anglicanism? Anglicanism? Anglicanism. Anglicanism. Something like Anglicanism. that. Anglicanism. Okay. All right. But yeah, so we're going to do as the Romans did and talk shit about an emperor today. More specifically, we're going to talk shit about Caligula. Also, I am kind of beginning to realize that my niche is becoming uh, uh, just talking about absolute mad lads between Alice Roosevelt, Lord Byron, and many others. And I'm not sure I got here, but Matt, you can keep World War II. I'm going to keep my wild child. Buddy, you got it. World War II is all mine. (laughs) I'll fight your dad. I'm surprised I'm not fighting your dad right now. <laughs> so our wild tale begins in the bay town of Baye. And I'm going to pronounce it that way for the rest of the time. But for anyone who wants to correct me, it's spelled B-A-I-A-E. Baye. Baye. <laughs> Baye. <laughs> That sounds right. I feel like you need to do like the hand, mo- like the Italian. Yeah, hand no, I, I think you do. So our wild tale begins in the bay town of Baye. <laughs> you could feel the hand gesture in that one. You know that Zach did no, it. No, you can. All right. Did you do it, Zach? I did. Of course I did, with both hands. Okay. I don't fucking skip oh, on the thanks. hands. Um, was it with your brass knuckles? No, it was not. Brass knuckles not included on this one. This is not a mob oh, okay. thing. This is an ancient oh. Rome thing. I don't know. They probably had them. Anyway, so Baye near uh, Portus Julius. Uh, this was home to the, this was the home port of the Imperial fleet, 
and before Rome fell, a really swanky resort location, apparently. So it's not like a... a oh, girl. It's a, it's a real town. It's a really nice town. Um, the place had a lot of super rich people and, quote, unquote, hedonistic temptations to offer. Loving You're it already. Not, like... Tempt me with a good time. Like. Yeah, there was also apparently a lot of scandal and corruption in the town. So basically, it's like Rome in Las Vegas. I'm loving it. Girl, I live for the tea. Okay? <laughs> but in this lovely, and I use that word sparingly, port town, uh, in the year 38 AD, a new construction project begins. And a very odd construction project at that. Because a large floating bridge begins construction from the town of Baye into the middle of the bay. <laughs> Just into the middle of the fucking I bay. I really enjoy that he said he was going to pronounce it one way, and then he continues to pronounce it the most Italian way. Since <laughs> we pointed out that it, it should. <laughs> I kind of appreciate it, though. <laughs> so, this floating bridge spanned more than three miles across the bay into the neighboring town of Putioli. Okay, okay, I see. I, I see what's on going on here. I, again, that one's spelled P U T E O L I Putioli. That's again. That's how it's going to make sense to me. So fuck it if I'm wrong, Steve. <laughs> so pontoons from around the region are rounded up and piled on with sand and wooden frames to construct and float out into the middle of this bay. Now, why was this done? Because Caligula. Uh, that's why. Oh, I had a feeling. On the day that the bridge is done construction, Caligula fucking rolls up in a carriage, draped in a gold cloak, and apparently wearing the breastplate of Alexander the Great. Because oh. he's Caligula. Excuse me? And he rolls up, gets out of the carriage, gets on his horse, and just fucking goes for a walk down this bridge on his horse. That was the reason they constructed a bridge, because he wanted to go for a walk on his horse across a fucking bay. Wow. He's a hero. Wow. There are also, Honestly. like, pit stops every, like, half mile to give him fresh water and give the horse fresh drinking water, because they're oh, in yeah, the middle gotta, of a fucking bay. You gotta take care of your horse. God. Yeah, you get it. I don't, it did not say whether at this time it was in Satatus. And if it was, makes total sense. Gotta baby the uh, yeah. horse. He's like, listen, I gotta walk this horse. Gotta walk this horse? Absolutely. I gotta walk this horse. Like, do you see how beautiful this horse it's is? The, like, I gotta walk it. It's my best boy. This is my best this boy. is my best boy. Fuck Rome. I love the horse. <laughs> so anyway, now why? Why the fuck did he do this? Um, I think he made it pretty clear that he wanted to cross a bridge. He, he did, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted to cross a bridge, but, like, why did he want to cross a bridge? Why did Caligula like, cross the bay because to get to the other side? Because he's a fucking let's, drama queen. Yeah. Why don't we just, like, get into the philosophy of why but Caligula why Caligula? the bridge? Um, but, yeah, so the, the truth of the matter is there's not really a lot of knowledge as to why he even had this constructed or what the whole point of the bridge was. So other it than was just, just being able to for parade. the drama. Or, yeah, they, they don't know if it was just for the drama or anything. The problem is Caligula's history in general is 
shaky at best. Uh, there isn't a lot of physical evidence left over from his reign, and most historians at the time were considered biased. So basically, there was a shit ton of Procopius people doing Procopius shit during the time of Caligula. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when you see history, say history. Yeah. Don't fact check it. Don't fact check it. Um, but I, I, I did my best to fact check this story. Uh, it is a ridiculous one. But there is a theory as to why he did this. And it actually Play makes some me, sense baby. in the mind of Caligula, which is a fucking wacko mind anyway. So my favorite theory has to do with the Roman astrologer. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at it so I don't butcher it. I've tried. Mm. Say it Italian. Go. Get that, get that <laughs> hand up. Get that hand up. Thrasylus. Okay. That was a little no, bit more I... Ukrainian, but we'll take it. That was it. a little bit more, but yeah, so Thrasylus, uh, it's T-H-R-A-S-Y-L-L-U-S. I think you did as good as you could with that one. Good as I could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently good old Thrasylus predicted that Caligula had, quote, no more chance of becoming emperor than riding a horse across the Gulf of Baia. Baia! Oh, don't threaten him. So, which means Caligula was either just a mad fucking lad who did whatever he wanted, or he was like, I am ready to fight the gods at any given moment. Fuck your prophecy. And I kind of love that attitude. I really think oh, that yeah. Caligula, from all the stories that I've heard about Caligula, is he's the type of person that's like, yeah, you'll accomplish that when pigs fly. And the next day he's like tying balloons to pigs. No, Just, he's not tying balloons to pigs. No, he's, he's launching them, them in trebuchets. You're absolutely right. You're <laughs> it's Caligula. Dead. There has to be a measure of death with it. This man wanted <laughs> to give his horse a seat of power over a console all people. seat. Yeah. This is also a man who allegedly, I, it has been fact checking. It is wrong. Tried to f- like start a war with Neptune, but. The planet? Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, 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 no. The god. Ah. <laughs> no, just the god. <laughs> Imagine him throwing little... rocks like, I'll get you! Yeah. No, he just yeah, had his yeah. men pick up a bunch of seashells and take them as bounty. Honestly, that part is same. true. That part is true. He was like, he tried to invade Britain and they were all like, no, we don't want to invade Britain. He's like, fine, then you're picking up seashells. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, so, like... Sometimes I hear about really interesting, like, past leaders in history, right? Like Caligula. Like Caligula. He makes for good stories. Oh, yeah. Because he was batshit. <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't fun to live under Caligula's reign. No. Because, like, every day you're poor and you're just watching your taxes go towards fighting the sea. Or and, a horse. Or a horse. And I just, like, wonder if it's the equivalent of, like, the last four years under Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you think, like, people just got up every day and, like, they heard Caligula made a new announcement and it was, like, how we felt every time Trump, like, tweeted? (laughs) I mean, you're probably not wrong. Like, that's... I just feel like it's similar. I mean, if it makes you feel better, he, like, didn't make it that long. He was not emperor for a while. I mean, he was born no, in... No, I, I understand 12 that, AD and but... assassinated in 41. Like... Yeah, for... Uh, like, for good... For good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
The Romans really knew how to, like, take out political people that didn't need to be yeah, there. Yeah, they, they were like, all right, enough is enough. We're not going to go through five impeachment processes. So we're doing the stabbing <laughs> thing again, right? Like, I, Yeah, <laughs> they like they get together and they're like, stabbing, stabbing. Stabbing, stabbing. Hey, we're going right, to stab decided. this guy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. It's a stabbing on Tuesday. <laughs> Oh man! And they're just like, like they just walk into like the forum. They're just like, "Hey, we stabbing this guy today, tomorrow, when I'm hey, free any hey, day." Tell me when we're stabbing this guy because I need to get my knives sharpened. And then the yeah, one guy looks yeah, at him just... and it's like knives, and he's like, "Oh yeah, at the last stabbing, I brought at least six. <laughs> I was handing them out in case someone had forgotten their knives." Sitting there like a carnival barker. Get your knives over here. Fresh yeah. knives. Fresh sharp knives. Fresh sharp knives for assassinating our leader. <laughs> My God. Uh, but yes, that is the story of how Caligula was like, you're going to build me a over three mile bridge made of boats and sand because I am either going to deny a prophecy or take my best boy for a ride. Either way, it's a fine fucking day in my book. God tells me no, and I say, oh, we'll see. <laughs> that's, I think that's Caligula's whole attitude. Feel like, free I'm told no. to smite me. Yeah, feel free at any point, but, like, you won't. You, feel, you feeling froggy? Fucking jump. Yeah, he's just like... Mm. I'll gotta fuck around until I do find out. He found out in 41 <laughs> AD when he got stabbed yeah, well, to death. That's the thing about fucking around. You never know what the find out's gonna come. <laughs> no, you know it's coming. You just don't know when. Yeah, you just don't know when. That was a good story, Zach. And I'm hoping you guys will allow me to, to do one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Matt, I'm gonna need your help. Could you, could you take oh, yeah, us yeah, in yeah, the yeah, way back? Yeah. We're okay. here. Amazing. So, at the beginning, we did, like, the Today in History, and it was about Stonehenge being, um, auctioned off, and before we started this, we were talking a little bit about it, and yeah. so I decided to, um, dive into the illustrious life of Sir Cecil Herbert Edward Chubb. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> I love that last, <laughs> last name. Pri- yeah, it's, it's a good one. Mr. Chubb. Uh, uh, sir Chubb, if you will. Was he knighted? Um, no, probably not. He w- yeah, he's a sir. Oh, oh Sir Chubb it is sir then. Sir Chubb. No, he is Sir Chubb. No, this is this is real. Uh, <laughs> it was always real to me, but now it's really real. It's yeah, super so, real. Like, obviously, he, he, he bought Stonehenge. He was the last private owner of Stonehenge, and I didn't even know that this was a private commodity until tonight. <laughs> um, so a little, a little bit about him, you know, some fun facts. Uh, he was born relatively close to Stonehenge, so I guess, like, he had seen it, like, fucking every day, and he was like, damn, I want those rocks. <laughs> uh, and he, um, he gained, like, a considerable fortune. Mm-hmm doing rich people stuff in the countryside of England. Like, I don't know, man. He just, like, it's not clear on what he did to gain the amount of money to buy Stonehenge. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's sketchy. But anyway, uh, so 
when in 1915, when Sir Cosmo Gordon Antrobus uh, was was putting up several lots for auction, uh, he put up Stonehenge for auction because he was the previous mm-hmm. owner. And um, Cecil Chubb was very interested. Yeah, he was just like, "Ooh, good fucking rocks." Yeah, he was like, "Good fucking those rocks." Look at the size of those rocks. Good rocks. Mm. Yeah, so uh, he bought it on a whim. <laughs> I want enough fuck just, you money to be able to buy one of the wonders of the world on a whim. <laughs> yeah, so he bought it on a whim because he he wished to avoid the stones being acquired by someone overseas. Oh, so, okay. Right. Yeah. I'm less for but, this guy now. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's okay because, like, it, three years later, he just, he gave it to the British government and it became, like, a public, it became a public good. Yeah, yeah, but, um, like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know how to feel about this guy. I don't know enough about him, but he's, he seems like a mixed bag to me. Zach's like, this guy's I know. a fucking idiot and I'm not sure. I'm down for I, that. Yeah. Well, like, he's just kind of, like, a rich dude. Yeah. You know, who, like, he got a fortune, probably not busting his ass, and he then bought Stonehenge. And while it is nice that, like, he did give it to the government, I don't know, dude. Like, buying Stonehenge on a whim is a douchey move. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say, <laughs> we used to buy World Wonders, and now we make dick rockets. What do you want? Nothing so, has changed. Yeah. So... When you first told me this story about this guy that bought um, Stonehenge, it reminded me of, like, the old-school scams where people would sell buildings that they definitely did not own as property. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. And it's it's sort of like, it made me think, like, you were going to say, like, this is the first guy that buys a bunch of rocks because he thinks it's real estate, and then it turns out, oops, isn't. Oops, is wrong, it? bud. <laughs> oops, all Stonehenge. It's all, oops, all Stonehenge. I think, like, the weird thing about this story, too, is, like, uh, $11,000. Yeah. Not a lot. Is not a lot. Like, even... Even for Stonehenge I mean, like, maybe standards. Even, even in 1915, like, the British government had the money. Like, why... Like, did people just not like old things? Like, back yeah, in the maybe, day? maybe not. Apparently, do people like old things? Yeah, now? I don't know. Let's be honest. No, they don't. They don't like old. No, things. I don't know. I, I like old things. things. I mean, like, no, like yeah, but things. I'm saying, like, we're doing a fucking history podcast, Megan. We like <laughs> yeah, old things. We like old. Uh, we're things. not the typical. Biased. I don't think we're the model to go by. Yeah, I. I just feel like if you have the chance to buy Stonehenge, like, as a government, right? Like, oh, yeah, oh, you take that. You take that opportunity, but at the that. same time, like... And they just didn't? Yeah, I guess that's fair. Come on, They guys. just, like, di- they were like, honestly, whatever. This is, like, a part of our heritage. Private owners can, like, literally do what they want with it. Like, wh- what? We're talking about... I mean... Th- I don't know. I don't. I, I, know. The, the, I, we're, who I know. I know. We're we're talking about like government and bureaucracy, and that's a whole other. Yeah. Thing. But yeah. This I just isn't a I just wanted to go. Podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because uh, you can separate history from politics. It's really easy. <laughs> it's going to be our new jingle. Yeah. Yeah, it should be for sure. All but, okay. right. That, well, that was, that, was a, that was a really good trip in the uh, Ford Tacoma back to the beginning of the podcast. And now I uh, would like to introduce uh, intern Kevin to yes. ask the uh the final final question for us kevin uh, Kev- kevin oh guys kevin was a figment of my imagination the entire time what the fuck history what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs>